when other bra makers out there say they obsessively think about it and they don't sleep at night, yes, it, it seriously happens. Yeah. <laughs> For me, it all came down to the band. Like, when everybody was in lockdown, I used to do my workout and then do two hours of sewing and then deal with the children because I had the resistance <laughs> at home. Um, so it would be like, okay, I'm going to do this and then apply this and then do this and then apply that. And um, because my band just wasn't fitting right. And it's not like I had a weird shaped torso. So I had nothing to do with the cups. It was actually fitting my band and how my, how, where and how my breast tissue came off of my torso. The best part of the job, I think it's when you've got something finished and the smile on their face and the relief that they get is why I do it. Hello, welcome to Underdressed, the podcast where we talk about the clothes under our clothes and exactly how they get made. My name is Trudy Gardner. I'm the freelance designer behind Wayfinder Lingerie. In this show, I'll be exploring the art, practice, and technical execution of intimate apparel. We'll be taking a behind-the-scenes look at this industry and trying to understand exactly how designers balance creativity with functionality, specifically as it pertains to our hardworking yet delicate base layers. Thanks for listening. I'll see you in the show. Good to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Hi, Christine. Welcome. I'm super happy that I got you. I wheeled you in to come onto the podcast today, and uh, I really look forward to hearing your story. So, so welcome and thank you for being here. Oh, thanks for inviting me. <clears throat> All right. So let's talk about how we connected. So I, um, we we kind of go in the same circles. You've been making bras for a little while now, and I've seen your work come up on Instagram and I think you come to like Monica's groups where she does like the monthly meetups I'm pretty sure I've seen you in there a few times and so we've just kind of been moving in the same circles and I've admired your work and but particularly recently you published a few bras in the large large bust small back arena and the fit was just just amazing just spot on I was super impressed with what I was seeing and that's uh that size set which I fall into is very hard to um achieve like it's it's hard to like know what to do to get an excellent fit in like especially the small back large cup size range and I don't think that's you like personally if I'm not yeah if I'm not mistaken that's that's not your particular size range so um yeah super just super impressed with the work that you've posted lately and I will definitely be linking all that stuff in the show notes below but um Mm -hmm. let's start let's start with how you started how did you get um started in in bra making (laughs) kind of a funny funny story like I you know how you can go all the way back and kind of be like, oh, that's what kind of influenced me. And slowly things start to, the ducks start to line up in a row. So I have been sewing since as long as I can remember. Um, my mom is Croatian. So my Oma um, introduced me. My mom sewed as well. Uh, I want to say professionally, not only as a hobby. Um, I come from a very artistic background I guess as well and I was exposed to a lot of art and when my mom decided to get a serger in the mid 80s we had to go to learn how to use it and how to thread it and how to work with it 
So I was like 10, 11. And um, the lady's shop, it was a specialty sewing shop that she wound up opening. And when she moved um, locations, I remember seeing like a teddy or a negligee hanging from the ceiling um, amidst all of her quilting cottons. And this was a class that she was offering. And I'm like 11 or 12 going, oh, that's so beautiful. I would like to have something like that. Um, and never thought anything of it. That was just the sewing shop that we went to. We took our machines to be serviced, blah, blah, blah. Um, fast forward to about seven years ago, my mother-in-law was reading the local newspaper. Oh, wait, here. so you never ended up taking the negligee class? No. You just, you no, just, just, just like something stuck I saw. in your brain. That's interesting. And it kind of just stayed there. Cool. Did, yeah. And it just yeah. in the back. And then I'm pretty sure when my grandparents, because they were snowbirds, um, in Florida, when they came back, they stayed in the Hamilton, Burlington, Oakville area. Um, my dad was from Burlington initially, and I'm pretty sure we drove right by Brawmaker's Supply mm-hmm. many times on their way. And I'm like, whoa, there's a Brawmaker's Supply shop? Like, <laughs> I've been to drapery stores and fabric stores. Like, I was parted to them as a kid. And I remember running through and touching things and that sort of thing. Um, you know, my mom sewed our prom dresses and that sort of bikinis we would design bathing suits and my mom would stay up really late and sew them and stuff anyways so yeah fast forward to about seven years ago um the local newspaper the calgary herald ran an article about a local bra make professional bra maker here in the city offering bra making lessons and so who was that? Do you remember? Um, yep. Oh, yeah. Um, at the time, it's Karen Weaver. I think she goes by Karen Trill now. So, hi, Karen. I'm still doing it mm-hmm. if you happen <laughs> to listen to this. Um, she has since moved away from the city. But my mother-in-law said to me, um, hey, do you know about this? And she kind of tongue-in-cheek was like, could you take this course and then you could make me some? <laughs> and I was like... I have a great relationship with my mother-in-law. Um, and I was like, yeah, that is so cool. Like what a like sewing is sewing, but to learn something else would be so cool. So I signed up for it. And the process that we went through is more or less exactly the process that I go through with um, ladies that come to see me right now is we have testers, very ugly matronly looking testers, <laughs> in my opinion. Um she had her um, binder of wires and she would fit you with the wire and then pop it in the tester and measure your, and then take a bunch of measurements. And then a week later, we'd come back with our own individual pattern was handed to us. And I remember wow, Karen that's saying, insane. That's, yep, that's really I, good. Yeah. Yeah. I remember Karen saying, don't look at anybody else beside you because everybody's pattern is different. And so it was a weekend course, uh, Saturday, Sunday, all day. Um, and then, so we sewed it together. So, like she actually went through step-by-step. Step. She recommended materials to get like your stretch needles, your fine pins, um, dark thread, because we were all sewing on a light color. So you wanted to be able to see it. She had given us handouts. I am a note taker, like you wouldn't believe. So I was <laughs> taking notes and she was going through all of her stuff that she had learned. Um, th- I think she had done multiple bra making courses and bra constructing courses from all over the world. So anyways, 
uh, finished the bra, put it on, and it freaking fit. <laughs> Not that, and I was or, and, like, and were was, you the type of person that was difficult to fit, or mm -mm. or were you, no? Okay, I am your middle of the road Victoria's Secret Licenza self supporting PZ. Yeah, I am at the opposite end of the spectrum from what I people who come to me uh, <laughs> generally, uh, but it doesn't mean that we don't have the same fit issues or discomfort. I want to say those are kind of universal across the board. So with this bra, um, I put it on. And of course, like the next day, my mother-in-law was over and she was like, let me see it. How does it fit? Look at this. It's so cool. Um, and I was hooked. So then I took, she offered more classes to become a professional bra maker to follow and, and work in her, in her footsteps. Um, and I was her second class. I'm pretty sure that was going through things. And I always have so many questions. It can be <laughs> annoying as how many questions, because it's like my wheels are turning in my brain. And what happens if I do this? And what happens if I do this? And can I do this? And can I do that? And all Karen kept saying was like, just, just give it time. I'm going to show you how you can deduct it. Because I was like screenshotting things on online, right? Because it's <laughs> like, wow, I can make it fit that much better. Um, my mother-in-law in the meantime had paid for a service from her to have a pattern made. That's a service I also offer. Um, have a pattern made through her measurements, but I was the one sewing it. So it included fit sessions, but then I would go back to the sewing board and sew it. So I think my mother-in-law has more bras than I do. I think my mother has more bras than I do mm -hmm. homemade because I can, I, I can still transfer between them. So yeah. So, um, sorry, Karen yeah. would make the pattern. So, so mm -hmm. you did the class, but then for, for other people like your mother-in-law, Karen would make the pattern, you would sew it up and then fit on your mother-in-law and then go back to Karen for the fitting. Or were you doing fitting adjustments at the time? You'd go back to Karen to be like, how at do I time. modify this pattern? Okay. Yeah. Because I hadn't done the fit class yet or the drafting class gotcha. yet. Oh, I think gotcha. I, okay. No, I hadn't, I was, no, I would. Okay. So what worked with Karen, the first class was your basic bra. The second class was taking that pattern and converting it into what she called a Parisienne or a three or four piece cup, long line. And then it was working with foam and then to create it into foam. And then I started my drafting course and then it was the fitting course. And then it was, uh, yeah, it just... And then it just kept going in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, um, sure. Yeah, so she, so I hadn't taken it yet, so I was just sewing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I had gotten a new sewing machine in the meantime, and it was sewing beautifully. Mm. Um, I even had the manual with me. I remember that she had said, bring your manual for your machine to the first class, just so that mm. you can figure out everything, like to get your quarter inch seams and stuff like that. So, Yeah. Sewing bras is a lot less fiddly than sewing Barbie clothes. That's for sure. <laughs> As is a that, kid. That's where you started. Barbie clothes. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Doll clothes. Uh, Barbie. Have you seen yeah. the Barbie movie that just came out? No, I haven't yet. Oh. And I have a daughter who has no interest really in Barbies. Oh, so yeah. Except when we go to my mom's house. And of course, my mom has all of our old Barbies. So they, uh. she winds up pulling them out so i have a son and my husband and nobody wants to see the barbie movie with me so i haven't seen oh, it oh no <laughs> yeah i don't know i i don't know i don't know if it interests me yet really yeah, yeah. there's so much hype around it but uh I, at some yeah. point i'm sure i'm sure we'll watch it yeah so my mother-in-law was hooked um so yeah and then it was 
lots of experimenting. Mm-hmm. I want to say a lot of um, what I have learned, I, if somebody says it can't be done, or I don't know if it can be done, there's like a flip in my a, a <laughs> switch like, in my brain that I goes, watch me. Figure it out. Yeah. Uh-huh. Exactly. And and that's always been my way. I've always walked a different path. I've never mm. really followed anybody. And maybe it's my stubbornness. Um, yeah, like you look back, um, I was a competitive swimmer up mm. until almost the end of university. And I had the opportunity to work with coaches that took a different approach to traditional coaching um, in many aspects of sports. So that was kind of it. I there's something about being a competitive athlete that sets that, you know, how you said a second ago, um, if something can't be done, it makes you want to do it. There's something about being a competitive athlete that makes you just like know that your limits are so much farther than what you, what like oftentimes other people who haven't like, Im- like been immersed in a competitive atmosphere like you just know you can push yourself so much further you know the limits are so mm-hmm. much further than what we like originally define for ourselves or, or there's always that you figure out that way to do it or there has to be an easier way or a different yeah, way yeah, if what we're doing yeah exactly over and yeah. over and that happened with my swimming you know I was doing I was a butterflyer and trying to find more um efficient ways to do it and then teaching we I grew up in a with a pool in my backyard in Southern Ontario. So my sister and I ran a private swimming lesson business for like 18 years. So again, showing kids how to swim or learn how to swim, we developed a a method that was more successful than your city Mm. lessons. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Learning how to learn. That's a skill like that's transferable. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So we did that. And then, um, I have a kinesiology degree. So human biomechanics, human movement, that sort of thing. But I also, um, I'm the oldest of three. I think I have a big teaching component or a caregiver component. Mm. So um, when I look back at everything I've done so far, um, I want to say like a life mission is almost to help people feel better, either to take them Mm. out of pain, um, to let them know there are different ways out there, that sort of thing. I have worked um, with personal training, but a specifically in post rehab and always taking a different approach from traditional exercises to try and improve somebody's quality of life. So you finish physio, but you're not quite ready for everyday life. So you need that gray area of transitioning. That's my, that's my interest. Um, And then I wound up working with, um, I want to say new a new school or outside the box um, health professionals. Um, I also have a uh, international diploma in Montessori for teaching kids oh, cool. age three to six. Um, so again, you're looking outside. Just totally that, like a different way of a like, different philosophy. Apl- yeah. yeah, not I want not applying education, but like Mm-mm. of like the expectations of what education is for a child. And there, always there had to be a better, an easier way out there, mm. right? Like um, Montessori is a philosophy. It's more science based, which is coming from my background of being in science sciences that sort of thing it's it's teaching children how to do it themselves and letting them fail yeah and letting them practice over and over and over until that inner so that that they understand yeah exactly it's not you telling them that you're going to get there it's not you telling them that like just keep practicing and like you're gonna learn how to read or write it's like do it 
understand that you fail, understand that like there's you make progress in small increments and like like you recognize your own wins rather than waiting for somebody else to tell you like yeah that's how you do it this is we can have a whole podcast (laughs) (laughs) I could sit and talk to you for a whole hour about like children's education but this is so interesting to me because I I was just listening to another podcast um it was with um, Dr. Andrew Huberman, and I can, this mm-hmm. will be linked in the show notes, but he was talking to um, Dr. Maya uh, Shankar. Mm-hmm. And so she's a um, cognitive, um, I don't I, I, cognitive scientist, but mm-hmm. what she specializes in is the way that we apply um, knowledge from like one sphere of life to a different sphere of life. And Mm -hmm. like her podcast specifically um, addresses the way that we look at like transitioning, transitioning Mm -hmm. from one area to another. She was she was an excellent musician as a young Mm -hmm. child and then as a teenager. And then she she broke her hand or something. She had an injury for her hand so she couldn't be a violinist anymore. And so she had she went through a transition of like, okay, what's next for me in life? Mm -hmm. And she had to look at like. So she, what she said and like what all of her podcasts and all of her studies are on like paring down to the core of like why she loved violin in the first place. Mm -hmm. And she said that was like, it was the connection, like finding connections with other people. So my point is it's beautiful to hear you say like the, like all these different threads in your life, which I think are going to lead back to bra making is what we're getting to. Um, And the true value that you find in, in all of these different areas is being able to help people. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the beauty about Montessori is kids learn by doing, we all learn by doing mm. right. And, and the beauty with Montessori materials in general is that I'm pretty passionate about Montessori is that everything is self-correcting. Mm. So you don't, there's no marking. There's no, it's like, Oh, well, if all the pieces in the puzzle didn't fit and there's one left over and then one, there's one space, you know, like, obviously it didn't work. We need to shuffle everything around again. So yeah. And that inner joy of completing something because your inner self guided you to do it. Motivation. Mm -hmm. That's right. So then I went from Montessori back into the weight room, did some more stuff with personal training. And then I took my personal training and I did my Canadian pedorthic um, diploma. So I work with gait, posture, foot orthotics, professional shoe fitting. So I went literally from supporting feet that houses 25% of your body's bones in motion to supporting boobs. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> cool. so, yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of been up to there. And uh, I, I just dove into it as much as I could read on the internet mm. Um, and I know, and this is like, this is why, like, I've always been interested in your work because I can see that with you. I can see that you're just like a student of the craft, like, like just Mm -hmm. in the circles that I've seen you in, like you're, you're always asking questions and you're always like, just like the, 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 your posts online, you can see that you're always thinking about like, how can I do this better? And yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, my wheels are always turning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, when other bra makers out there say they obsessively think about it and they don't sleep at night, yes, it it seriously happens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can personally say that is an observation of 
of me as well. And then when I see somebody post something different or word something different, it's like, oh, and then I have to ask them. And then because we all have a different way of skinning a cat or different way of looking at things. Yeah, well, there's that too. Yeah, that's really interesting is that there's different ways of coming to the same conclusion with bra making. Yes. And sometimes I've asked other bra makers questions and sometimes either one, they don't answer me or two, (laughs) they're like, wow, well, I I really don't know how to answer that. I've never come across it or I've never looked Mm -hmm. at it that way or that sort of thing. And when, as you know, I try to attend Monica's things as well, that the bra meetup that, you know, if people have, hey, has anybody tried it? Because that's where we're all from, you know, the questions of, oh, has anybody tried this? And it's like, well, I haven't, but report back on what you do (laughs) and how it turns out. Yeah, yeah, yeah the beauty of bra making or bra fitting, it always comes down to bra fitting. Anybody can make a bra. That's, that's, yeah, it's just yeah, it's yeah, straight up sewing, mm-hmm. right? It's the fitting. It's, it's the fitting of the moving person because everything's moving as we move throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Um, is that where you think the issue is, is never where the alteration has to happen. Mm-hmm. So that's what somebody had, that's what one of my bra makers had said. So to go back to my bra making, Karen had wound up selling her business and moving out of the country or back home to, um, then I think it's the Netherlands now, Holland area. Um, but you know, Karen, you can email me if that's incorrect. Um, and another lady had taken over. Karen, I will try and find you and make sure that you're That's right. (laughs) Um, I don't know if she's doing it anymore. Um, so the other person that then took over her business was Maria Pendle. So she had Dragon Mia's corsetry and bra making. Um, so she had finished off the bra making, uh, professional bra making with me. Um, and we've had many conversations here in the city over fit and function and that sort of thing. And then, yeah, it was just my own experimentation and reading and applying and seeing how the pieces all fit together. That's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So no, it's really cool that it sounds like you had the privilege of being able to attend like in-person classes with an excellent instructor, because this is very hard to find, like definitely Mm -hmm. not in PEI. This doesn't exist. I tried to like, I I ran a few classes myself, but there's just the population is so small here. I just don't think there was enough. There's just like not enough to support like a a full-time business. Um, But I was going to ask, do you have any recommended resources? Like I, I'm sure. So there's Monica, um, first of all. Hi, Monica. And uh, I will make sure that she's linked below. Um, And her classes are free. Sorry, not her classes. She has a monthly meetup that's free. And if you go Mm -hmm. to her Instagram account, you'll see all the details for that. Um, And I have to get her on the show one of these days. She's incredible. She's an incredible resource. Mm -hmm. But um, I was going to add, so resources, like recommendations of, of where someone would go if they want to learn the skills that you have. Or books, I think um, books that yeah, you particularly love or that I always refer to. I think I was lucky enough to have somebody who had the skills who had done Beverly's um, professional bra making course. Um, and I think where my journey differs is that I, I was given a custom made pattern that mm-hmm. fit 99% mm-hmm. out of the box. When other bra makers out there say they obsessively think about it and they don't sleep at night, yes, it it seriously happens. Yeah. <laughs> fit. So not only were we sewing something up, but it, it was wearable when I was done. Mm. Right? Um, I don't know about the other ladies in my class because there was 
an assortment of a wide range, yeah, a wide range. And I think being in class too, what I'm starting to learn now is a lot of it can be sower error. So, Mm. and I remember talking to Karen was mentioning that to me, you know, you take the class and you take notes and then they come back to see you for fit issues. And it's like, well, um, this is sower error. It's got nothing to do with the fit. So you have to, Mm -hmm. you know, get that underdone. Um, I am a huge fan of Beverly Johnson's stuff. I don't know if it's because we're Canadian. (laughs) (laughs) I have both of her bra making manuals. I've got um, her bralette, but I've got like all four versions of her Sweet 16 bralette. Um, The How to Fit a Bralette (laughs) book. Yeah, I have um, the draft book that she came out with, which was a little bit more specific than what was in the manual. Mm -hmm. Um, And then cross-referencing it with what I had, the way that I had learned. Um, And then the outside of the scope, I have her bathing suit book and that sort of thing too. Outside of bra fitting um i have gina ray i think it's gina ray designs so she talks she's been part of my process because she talks about drag lines and Mm. um, i found that very applicable to bras um that drag lines always point to the area that needs Mm -hmm. modification or it's i mean yeah i try to apply this but um so that was part of that i have done jennifer fairbanks um drafting course when she came out with it that was over the pandemic so in that course I more or less learned all about curves and how curves go on the body I want to say that was the biggest takeaway from that I could make a really good sloper or mock-up from her drafting pattern I found it way more confusing than Beverly's um but I couldn't I couldn't take it out of a horizontal line cup. Mm, mm-hmm. Like it just, it just did not convert for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew my sizes. I knew my bottom t- cup depth. I knew my cross cup seam, so I could manipulate it on the pattern and then wind up doing it. Um, I think I have like, oh, and I have Christina Shin's book on mm-hmm underwear design or something like that I've gotten a few other ones but to be honest with you it it, it's like Beverly's has the bra maker manuals have everything that you need every time I pick it up I open it up and read it it's you know seven eight years later it's like oh oh there's the part I was looking for it's all in there yeah yeah like it's a huge resource um when it comes to it and I have both manuals because both of them are very different Mm. well she has three right she has the original one on like how to make a bra and then she had a, another one on how to um draft a bra and then she came out with a third one like two years ago the bathing suit one or are you just talking about the bra making one there's bra there's bra maker manuals only volume one and volume two as far as i know and then she and then so there was volume one and volume two and then she had one um it was came out like two years ago, and it was another drafting manual. I think that was just the specific drafting, just for drafting. Yeah, so it was more specific yeah, so, than what was in the manual. So did so you never looked at that one, or you don't? No, have I have it? it. Oh, okay. Oh, I do have it. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So Beverly Johnson, um, is how I learned as well. Like her, um, 
her craftsy classes I thought were mm-hmm. really, really well done. And yes, um, they are. so yeah, kudos to Beverly Johnson. I have those too. The the craftsy classes. When I started my journey, I, I tried to take in as much as I could. Um Natasha from the Bra Makery used to have a blog up and then something happened and I don't know if she's got it back up and running again. She had some interesting stuff about drafting as well and then cross-referencing it with Christina Shin and then cross-referencing it with um, Foundations Revealed. Um, Had some stuff on drafting a bra that I applied. For For me, it all came down to the band. Like when everybody was in lockdown, I used to do my workout and then do two hours of sewing and then deal with the children because I had the resistance <laughs> at home. Um, so it would be like, okay, I'm going to do this and then apply this and then do this and then apply that. And um, because my band just wasn't fitting right. And it's not like I had a weird shaped torso. So I had nothing to do with the cups. It was actually fitting my band and how my, how where and how my breast tissue came off of my torso interesting okay so um Mm -hmm. so your original bra pattern okay so this this is um an approach Mm -hmm. that a lot of i i think monica's one of them where we fit the band first we like like we leave the cups Mm -hmm. out and we fit the band with the wire is that how you approach it no, but that's how I had to deduct it. Ah, uh, I see. Um, okay, so yeah. that original bra that you got that fit mm-hmm. really well, the 99% fit bra, yep. when you took the cups out of that and tried the band on, did you decide you needed to make alterations? to the Like, how did you know that it was, how did you figure out that the band was, was the problem? Uh, I no longer use that one um, because the band wouldn't sit level all the way around. Mm. In the back, was it always like riding up? It, it came up in the center, although everybody told me in my classes when I go, I'd be like, is my is my band horizontal all the way around? Yes. And I'm like, but it's feeling tight. And they're like, well, it is too tight. And then I'd loosen it and then I'd tighten it. And then my straps, it's the same. It's the same fit issue regardless of your size. And then why are my, why is the elastic on my straps wearing out? It's not like I have a huge amount of mass. To, I don't have I don't have anything more than a handful um, to hold up. So why is it like stressing out? And then maybe I shouldn't have stable straps. Maybe they should all be elastic. And I don't want big grandma straps on my bras. I don't need them. And then like, it's like that, what, what I want and what will hold me up? Like, where's the balance, right? Fashion versus function. And Mm -hmm. so um, I was like, something has to be changed. And so over the years, um, Um, I think what happened is that the way that I was taught, there was a few steps taken out of the process that I didn't realize that were very important. So adding those steps back in with both the wire and the band um, changed everything. And then all of a sudden, then you saw how it changed in cups, Mm. like how how the cups fit. Um, another great resource that I enjoy watching that has nuggets of gold is um, Fit to Sew, Mandy in the UK. I have come across her, yeah. She's yeah, amazing. Her, her Fit YouTube videos that she posted um, out of the goodness of her heart, uh, I want to say, because so much of this stuff is like 
everybody wants to be part of it, but nobody wants to give up secrets. Yeah, um, close hold. It's all close hold. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it is. It yeah. is like heaven yeah. forbid. Um, so she's she's got some great things on how to fit a bra. So you want to fit a bra, I think is what she calls it. The series. I haven't and gone through it. I just came across it recently. And so it's on my list of things to. to yeah, review. that three hour video. Yeah, they're a lot. Three hours. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you can sit, I watch it on high speed, but. Um, yeah, you double, double time. Yeah, you're like, aha. So that's how it goes. That's, yeah. that's what I, that's what's going through my head. All right. It's so, so efficient. Right like, yeah, exactly. Like, that's how you like. I can absorb this information much faster. Well, yeah, because a lot of it is redundant. There's only so many mm. alterations you can do to a bra. Mm-hmm. Right? Only like so many places that you can like add or You can alter over and over mm-hmm. and over again. And you can go around in circles. So what I've what I've come to the conclusion now is that usually it's that starting size. If you don't start with the closest size out of the package, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. are going to be dancing around in circles to fit. Mm-hmm. Because proportionally it's just not quite everything changes yeah exactly if if you don't start with the close size then it's just everything needs to change when you Mm -hmm. when you like alter your sizes um i want to circle back around to your your band so you said like Mm -hmm. there was like a few key things that you identified as as what needed to be changed can we can we talk about those yeah so or a few key steps that were missed that you said like yeah yeah so when i was taught how to draft um, and then I saw the draft book and Jeanette had posted that on the bra sewing bee a few years back. Um, things started to make more sense. So I didn't understand why we took extra measurements across our rib cage on the bottom of the band and then top of the band to the side body and then never used them in the draft. I was like, how does that work? Um, and then I figured out that you have to do that for the slope of the back band because depending on how your torso is shaped at the back. Um, and then it applies tension appropriately on the wire. The other thing that we did, I didn't learn initially was when you spring your wire, because I'm pro spring the wire and not to cut wires, but find the wire that works. Um, it has to be balanced. So the balancing of the wire helps with comfort and the way it pulls as you apply tension to it around the body. So that those were two key concepts um, that I learned. Beverly goes over it in her book, the draft book, exactly how to do it. But initially I had started the bra makery, Christina Shin, and the foundations revealed all talked about and i called it this way for ages was that five millimeter rock back that's Mm -hmm. what i called it yeah that's those sort of like the standard yeah and so like to to, um i don't have a wire near me but like for our viewers if you're watching it like that now like we when we draft the wire we start with the wire like this and then we to figure out the um how much we want it to splay we just Mm -hmm. tilt the wire Five, it's five millimeters, right? I think that. Well, that's the standard for your thirty. Is it thirty four B? Thirty, yeah, thirty six B, because it's a thirty six wire. I think it's it a depends. An inch. Yeah. So yeah, so it, what it I've depends. learned is that you, yeah, it's probably a thirty four B is what I'm thinking of. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you just like you rock it back um a quarter of an inch to figure out what the splay is. But now what we're saying is that like depending on the size, like you might want more splay. Or a different, like a different amount of tilt. Yes. Um, The bigger the wire, the more you can splay it. 
because there's more mm-hmm. wire to, to mm-hmm. spring open, right? They're much yeah. easier to spring than a shorter wire. So mm-hmm. that all comes into play um, on how it all works. Um, yeah, and comfort wise. Um, yeah, so then once I figured that out and then I had to figure out, it was Jennifer actually who caught it. We were doing something with fitting my band and my cups and she said, take your wires out and send me a photo like on Facebook and stuff and see how it fits. And I had all these drag lines on the inside of the bottom part of my cup, which indicated that my bridge at the bottom needed to be wider, which makes sense. That's the shape of my rib cage. Um, so yeah, widen the bridge and then you have to, you know, counterbalance everything else and, bada boom bada bing and it's like oh so that's what it feels like to have a bra that doesn't ride down okay (laughs) because I was having the same problem as everybody else my bras are like sliding down because they go to the path of least resistance so what do you do you tighten the band up more you shug you 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 know pull your straps even tighter and then so you're trying to hold it up and it's sliding and Mm -hmm. flattening and I want everything as much up front as it could be and it's, you know, squishing and going into my armpits. Like, like I said, regardless of size, we all have the same fit issues, right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah that yeah, was totally. kind of it. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, so let me just summarize. So mm-hmm. what you missed in the original drafting steps, then you were originally taught when you learned how to, um, when you fig- finally figured out the fit for your band was that, mm-hmm was figuring out what the like what the appropriate tilt of your wire needed to be and how that related to the side seam or like how that related mm-hmm. to the angle of your back band. Yep. Okay. And then yep. and then you figured out that you also had to widen your bridge. And then when you widen your bridge, that would affect the tilt of your um the, the tilt wire. of your wire and the angle of your back band, which all all of that. So when you widen your bridge, all of the rest of that would have had mm-hmm. to also been um yeah. address does that make sense is that did I yep. did I did I get it cool yep. yeah that's yep. really interesting that's great <laughs> and that's um I, I I only like I think I could wrap my head around that because I've had similar and that and I think I, I agree with you there was that figuring out the back bend angle to the angle of the how the wire sat on my body Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel I feel like it took me a long time to really understand that, and I still don't know if I understand it entirely. But like I've played around with it in Clo, and Clo does a mm-hmm. reasonable job of. So I don't know if you've seen my work, but I mm-hmm. work in Clo 3D, and Clo 3D does an okay job of showing us how things fit. And and that's when I was like, I was playing around with the angle of that back bend, and I could see that if the if the back if compared to the wire so this is my back bends my wire mm-hmm. if compared to the wire my back band was angled too high then all the tension up here would be yellow and all the tension down here would be red but we want mm-hmm. it all to be even right on the back mm-hmm. band rather than like like less tension at the top and more tension at the bottom and all has to do with like how it angles compared to your wire which like is not intuitive I don't think no the best way that I the way that I kind of explain it to people like when they come over is that the wire kind of works like like a frame on a hammock right so that frame depending on the weight that's going to sit in the hammock has to be at a certain angle and Mm. a certain height so that Mm -hmm. when you put your bomb in it 
it doesn't smash to the ground. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. So it all yeah. has to kind of pull at, at the right angle and tension and force so that when it counterbalances, it doesn't droop. <laughs> yeah. Let's so say that it, and, holds, it holds the weight at the place where we want it to hold the weight. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then Yvonne and Margarita, they've dropped nuggets, golden nuggets, like the perimeter of the bra has to be there's there's that thing again, where the perimeter of the bra all has to be kind of under the same tension. So they're, mm, yeah, exactly. right, the elastic yeah. edge. So yeah. you have that from the strap at the back, all the way across the back band into the underarm to the strap tab at the front, there has to be that whole, tension whole applied. Tension. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That upper band. So, you know, it's like looking at it and applying it and seeing how it all works. So, yeah. 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 Um, Yvonne and Marguerite, again, like just like wisdom, <laughs> like just like a ton of knowledge just locked in there. Um, I've yes. only come across <laughs> them through um, the, the bra sewing bee and, what they've whatever they come out with that you could just tell they they've just been around for a long time and mm-hmm. they have a lot of knowledge mm-hmm. um okay I want to circle yeah. back around yeah. to what you're doing now like like how you're <laughs> how you work as a custom uh bra maker is this your full-time gig or is this like supplemental um this is part of employment let's say I I work I'm just not full-time employed if that's what you mean um <laughs> I have two young children, so I'm I more or less stay at home. Okay. Um, so this keeps me interested and keeps me focused. Gotcha. Um, <clears throat> I yeah, it's been slowly word of mouth. Um, in the fall or last summer, kind of what happened is that I was following Madison Alexandra on Instagram, and she had posted two different bra sizes and she's like well which one fits better like which one should I keep and I remember messaging her saying neither of them and this is the reason why <laughs> and she was like so then she like looked me up and then she contacted me and she's like oh my god I think I need your services blah 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 and I was like I don't know I haven't done anything virtually I I'm unsure about this I I usually do it I'm hands-on and um then I thought about it and thought about it and I jumped in and we did some stuff and um, yeah. And then she has these beautiful reels that she has posted on her, her um, custom bra journey. Um, She absolutely loves them. And then um, through her, this is probably the one that you're referring to um, from Thistle Thistle. It's all, all of them. <laughs> yeah, all of Madison the, Alexander's posts. Like I went and followed her after I yeah. saw her post about your work, and um, I'll definitely direct um anybody yeah. who's interested in just seeing the beautiful work. Um, Madison Alexander made a really nice mm-hmm. reel showing the whole process of yeah. how how you guys work together to make the custom bra. So, mm-hmm. um, that's a cool, really cool one. But um, and then and then the other one you were just about to talk about. Yeah. So Katie, um, the brown and black one. Mm-hmm. looking at that um, right now yeah yeah beautiful. She, it, she's beautiful yes uh everything came together for her just wonderfully I was really hesitant you know anybody in that bottom cup depth size but it really is true to I had to trust my process I had to trust my draft I had to trust everything does come together 
quite beautifully. She chose the colors. She chose the design, um, which is awesome. I love it when clients come to me and say, hey, this is what I want because it really makes me go outside my box Mm -hmm. to create. How how did that work? Did she come to you with like, this is the design I want? Or was it something that you like, did she pick something from your site that you already had made or? No, she she drew it. Okay. Yeah. I yeah, thought, she's an yeah art- so it's she's it's an artist here, so too there's a sketch yeah. yeah yeah she's an artist too um with what she does she does corsets and stuff too so I was like oh wow I haven't dabbled in that yet um but yeah she was uh it was it was more or less fit within I sent the testers out we measured she sent them back I sent her out her um fitted version like her number one mock and it more or less fit like a glove. There was a few things. I'm a little bit of a perfectionist that way when it comes to fitting. Um, And then, yeah, so it was done in more or less one fit was hers. That's incredible. It it was, um, it just worked. Like it just works for her. Um, I had just finished another one just outside of Ottawa here. Um, The note, (laughs) The little texts that I get when it arrives makes me giggle because usually they're full of profanity because they can't believe that something <laughs> can fit and feel this good. Um, There's no she, words to express. There is exactly. Um, I could have sent from the test that I did, like sent her out test. Her daughter actually measured her because what measures gets managed as stupid as that sounds. I hate that phrase, but <laughs> it's the truth. What you measure will get replicated. Um we measured it. I could have sent her out a, a full sew and she could have kept it. But there were things that I did like just fitting to her lady curves is what I call it. Um, and she got it this past week and her daughter's supposed to help her with a video to post it. Cause I kind of want, I'd like a before and after where she was fitted at a shop and the bra that she actually had needed to be two cup sizes, larger, a wire size, smaller. And so there's that ratio, mm. the band, just needed to feel snug um and yeah she's like you have literally changed my life so yeah, it is it's like like a good a good comfortable bra it's life-changing that's incredible it um, is can we talk a little bit about the process mm-hmm. so you, you kind of like um danced around it as as we were yeah. talking about these but um okay so i'm a i'm a new um customer and I yep. see your stuff online I think it's amazing and I contact you um what's how what are the steps to to getting a custom bra so we meet with a FaceTime first um where I kind of talk to you about your wishes for a bra or the issues that you're having your current size what's worked what hasn't what you're looking for that sort of thing um and then I if you do have a soft tape measure I do ask you to measure your um your rib cage measurement, I need that. And then I also have a chart. Approximately, if you're in a current size, then I kind of know where to start cup-wise. I do ask you to take a few other measurements in your favorite fitting bra. So your bottom cup depth, you know, I kind of do a full 360 just to see how it's fitting. And from there, oh, they take the bra off too. Um, and I need them to measure the wire width as best they can. So I kind of know starting point. And then um, they pay me via PayPal if you're in the U.S. or e-transfer in Canada. And then 
I put together a little package of them where I, I have found in the past with my testers, when we initially did them, they were all like 30 inch bands. And to me, that didn't make any sense <laughs> to do a 30 inch band because generally the people that are coming to see you are either above or below. <laughs> Mm-hmm. They're not that traditional right. 30, 30, 32 inch band. So I had decided to make all my cups in frames. And then I did all my back bands separately and labeled. And so I sew the back band to the frame so they can get as close as a fit as possible. Because trying to put a 30 inch band around somebody who has a 42 inch chest mm-hmm. with extenders just doesn't work (laughs) again there's got to be a better way to do this so I use their rib cage measurement as an approximation of how big the bottom band should be so I attach different uh, back bands to the frame and then usually I send them three cups do you are these sewn on or do you have back like do you have removable back bands or how does how does that I have they're they're removable cool I'll show you. So um, this, like, here's my cup in my frame, in the frame, mm-hmm. right? And then I have separate backbands. So when you, so, but but when you figure out what their size is, you sew you sew them on. I do sew them. Yeah, I sew. Okay, gotcha, I sew gotcha. the side seam up. Okay, and then you just unpick and, it when um and unpick it when round. they come back. Okay. Yep. Yep. And the straps have safety pins in them so I can adjust the -hmm. strapping. Um, And whatever they put it in and adjust it for, I always ask them to send it back that way so then I can um, cross-reference how it fit along with So in that package, are they getting Mm -hmm. several sizes of cups? Yeah, Yeah. usually three. Okay, cool. Um, And I will start them with the current size that they're wearing and usually go two up from there because usually that's where it goes. Okay. Um, and then the wire, it's an approximate size, but if I feel that the wire that they're wearing is a bit wide, then I will choose smaller wires. And I have an assortment of different wires and gauges and shapes. Okay. Depending. And do those, do those all go with the package and you just like ask them to try different wires in until you find one that you're happy with? Uh, I show them how to measure their wire on their body as a starting point. Mm. And then we take that wire and we put it in the cups or in the bra, right? And put the bra on. We're gonna, and then I tell them what I'm looking for and they give me feedback how it feels. And then we go from there. Then we take that wire and we put it in the next size. All right. <laughs> we take that wire, you know, and then if they want to play around with a slightly bigger wire and put it in the size that we think it is, then try it on, see how it feels. Because no word of a lie, either a wire will bite you or you won't feel it at all. There's no happy medium. <laughs> There's nothing in between. If it doesn't, no. feel, and that's and that goes either way. If it's too big or too small, it's either that's going right. to it's it's biting you. <laughs> yeah, it is. You're yeah. constantly poking at it. Yeah yeah. 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 So, yeah, and then we take the measurements from there. They send the package back, and I go to work. In the meantime, they choose their colors, that sort of thing, and then um, I ship it out. When I'm done, I I. Unlike others, I do it in dissolvable thread. Um, just okay, so your of- first, your first, not the not the testers, but the first um, fitting goes goes out in dissolvable thread. Yes, so it's um, regular thread on the top, dissolvable on the bottom. Mm. Um, 
Brilliant hack. Because, I love that one. Uh, <laughs> I use yeah. that as when I discovered it, whoever recommended it to me, thank you. Mm-hmm. It's it's a pretty good one. Cause I feel like it like you said before, it's it's well, you didn't say it, but it's fairly mm-hmm. easy to sew a bra, but it's very hard to mm-hmm. fit a bra. So mm-hmm. um like if you get the fit right, then it's pretty easy to sew it again. But if you get the fit wrong, then it's a pain in the ass to have to like like it's either a waste or it's mm-hmm. a pain in the ass to like unpick it. Yeah, it's like 42 seams or 47 seams in a bra. <laughs> yeah. We did count it at one time. Um, yeah, it's it's just for ease of taking something apart. And I don't mm. usually wet it. I just pull it. I pull mm-hmm. the thread with, yeah, with I pliers. Yeah, I did discover that it just it works pretty good. Mm-hmm. It does. There's a bunch of fluffs, but I, yeah, there's something about the soaking that I don't like. Um, and then I reuse what I can because usually it's just darting out or curving up is usually mm. what has to happen from there and then, as long as it's like as long as you have to take in rather than try to add that's right yeah yeah so yeah sew it up and usually that depending on how that first mock fits will depend how many additional but I've been if nothing changes in size in the meantime um and also showing people how to wear their bra correctly mm. You know, the straps don't have to be bulletproof. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, usually it's the relief that the band is doing what it's doing. Mm-hmm. Oh, this band mm-hmm. feels so good. Right? Um, yeah. Or taking your straps like getting off getting a nice hug when you get like a good bra. It is. It's just like, it's just a nice hug. <laughs> yes, it is. And then it doesn't, it doesn't move. It doesn't wrinkle. It doesn't warp. It doesn't pull. You put it on and it stays put. So... Yeah, with the big, specifically with the small frame or small band, larger cup combination, um, I have found two layers of power net works wonders. Mm, I've never actually tried that myself. Um, Do I need to change the size? Generally, no. Mm. Um, But that just gives it that extra oomph that it needs um, with the combination of the elastics and also sometimes depending on how big the cup is. And I'm working with a lady right now who is beyond the tester range. So beyond that bottom cup depth of seven and a half. Um, in her case, I've decided to use half inch elastic on the upper band just because there's just so much to counterbalance on mm-hmm. a 30 inch frame. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, a thirty. So she has a thirty-inch frame, and she has that would be like two-thirds of a watermelon. <laughs> yeah. Well, the yeah, I don't know what size she is because the bra that she showed up with, she's on the back half of the alphabet, and I that just didn't mm. seem correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> um. Um. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So then, and so then that, so you guys, you go around until you get the fit perfect Mm -hmm. so do you get do you get a perfect so are you are you refining design and fit at the same time or do you get the fit perfect and then now you know you have a perfect pattern and then you create the final design or does the final does no no the final design and and the final fit um come together at the same time Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yes so most ladies that i have fit in the bigger cup size do prefer some sort of power bar let it be integrated or internal on the inside um so that's just it's an easy design modification that was my second class for bra making so I just put it all together um, because I already have the measurements so it's already 
been drafted and put together and then integrated in. That's that's an easy enough switch out. Um, And then that's kind of their master pattern. Anything else that comes, anything else then can come from it. Mm-hmm. It's easy, yep. it's an easy enough switch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But most um, don't. <laughs> most don't. They like what? They don't they like that style with the, with the power bar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It is I like it. Like that's generally yeah. my favorite style is to is to have a power bar in there. I'm I'm Sometimes sometimes I'm like, yeah, my like I'm a 32 like a, around a 32G, which mm-hmm. isn't like that abnormal of a size, especially nope. in the bra making community, but um mm-hmm. I feel like I'm on the borderline of whether I need to have a power bar or not. And it, it's, I prefer to have one. Um, when I do. It stops that side boob rubbage. Yeah. Yeah. It keeps things a little bit more directed little, up. Front. Yeah, exactly. A little more, just a little more support where you want but, it. Yeah. The seam helps with the strap and um, shaping as well. It's not mm. so. Actually, now that you're saying slut. it too, I think that maybe mm-hmm. having that like extra material supporting the outer cup might even have a lot to do with maintaining that tension along mm-hmm. the upper, the underarm and the upper back bend. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. So that's the process. Yeah. Um, yeah oh, and so, then they. So, uh, yeah. question about patterns. Um, yeah. Do you start with like the bra maker supply patterns or did you, have you, have you drafted like a full size range of your own block patterns? How does, or do you start with, do you draft a pattern based on measurements? So I use the bra maker supply classic bra pattern as my testers. I think that's a golden rule. That's the way I was taught. Um, Initially when I was taught, it was version one of them. And Mm -hmm. now they redrafted them and I actually ripped mine all apart. I unpicked Mm -hmm. them all reused it and then um made the new ones from salvage what I could and then had to cut new ones as we went um and they do fit really well I well you saw they fit they fit fantastic (laughs) everything's up above the wire line and we're up front and perky and up where we need to be okay so that's the shoulders oh yeah yeah so the the ones that fit you really well are the bra maker supply classic bra uh, that's what I take my measurements off of. Mm, okay. And then I draft from there. Okay. Gotcha. Because yeah. everybody has a slightly different curve or proportion. And sometimes I have to draft when you get into like the small, smaller wire, bigger cup, um, you draft the bottom cup with the wire that's suggested. And then you draft the upper cup with the wire that fits and then you blend them together oh interesting I guess would be the best okay. way to do it and I think sometimes I think people get a, a really hung up on the wires and I don't think we need to be hung up on the wires um generally in the bra making community out there I think they don't need to be as small as you think they need to be mm. I think is a, a good way to put it because they don't Especially the the heavy duty, and I have I love the heavy duty wires from Jennifer Fairbanks as well. They mm. work wonders um, for the counterbalancing the larger cups. My favorite seems to be the short vertical for her, okay, which is very similar in size to or shape to the Carmen wires from Emerald Erin. Oh, interesting! Just that 
that more rounder, shorter shape, because not everybody who has projection has got room and height between their boob mm-hmm. and their armpit. They're not necessarily tall. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. 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 So I find that, that works really good for them. But yeah, I don't know. I had, I have a client here that I have worked with, with personal training for years and she is small frame, um, full bust. Oh my goodness, w- Christine, this was one I wanted to talk to you about. So this is <laughs> the most recent post that you made. It was so beautiful. I have to read it. So it says, when oh, a longtime I'm- client from my personal training side turned 60, I surprised oh, her with yes. a bra made from her master pattern uh, and lace she has been eyeing. That's so beautiful. <laughs> That's so nice. Like, like that's so crazy that you're just a person with these skills and you just made like 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 we said before like you just want to make people's lives better like that's a nice that's a pretty nice way to do to achieve that goal that's that's amazing well you get somebody who's turning 60 (laughs) so I'm assuming this is the same client that you were just talking about okay because she's in some she's similar size to me because you saw me modeling it she wears same size Ah, bands same size wires it's a beautiful bra too thank you slightly more projection um this one is much bigger projection and I was so afraid to fit her because we just couldn't get it right earlier and then through me fiddling with how everything works and mechanics and balancing and support um I think we've nailed it and now all of a sudden I've got people coming to me that are bigger than her and smaller under bust than her so it's now she's it's like I'm experienced in it. I don't want to say it's easy. It's just that I've yeah. done it. I'm experienced yeah. in it. I know right. what's going on. So, um, yes. So, so when yeah. you when you get these clients that are outside of the range that you, like the pattern mm-hmm. range that you originally work with, um, how do you approach that? Like, how do you, how do you, do you just grade up from the, the large size that you have or walk me through it? How would you, how, um, do you, how does it work? I have no experience in fashion design or grading. So um, it comes down to drafting, Mm -hmm. just trusting the process. Um, Tape measure doesn't lie. Okay. So So, drafting from their measurements and getting a reasonable shape. Yes. And that's sometimes where it takes a bit longer because, or an extra fitting here and there, because you're trying to get that better fit to start because you don't have something that fits because they are outside the range. If that makes sense. Gotcha. Yeah. And totally. just not hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> trusting the process. Can you Frankenstein it? Not at that size. It looks like, uh, it looks like, um, the Pillsbury dough cans, like you slice it and <laughs> things start to ooze out. Like you can't Frankenstein a bra when somebody's got that much mass. Cause yeah. that's exactly what happens. Right. Like you need like octopus hands to try and, <laughs> collect it all and by frankenstein do you mean yeah. like like cutting like like let's say we decide that we need some more space in the outer cup like cutting it so mm-hmm. some like sometimes you can cut it and see how much the pattern opens up and decide okay i'm gonna add like a half an inch to that seam or whatever yeah. but you're saying like at that size the 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 fabric is just doing so much work that when you cut it you're just not getting any information <laughs> Oh yeah. It's just oozing. Um, yeah. yeah, it just, it won't work. You, you're better off to go in increments. Like you kind of estimate, okay, <clears throat> if she's about two or three cup sizes too small, then I'm just going to have to slash and spread or just redraft or, um, that sort of thing. It is, 
it is hard because as ladies go up in projection, um, generally in patterns, everything else gets wider and their shoulders aren't getting wider. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And the yep, that's a have- huge problem with like the small back <clears throat> and then larger cup. And even in like yeah. ready to wear bras is the strap. Like, yeah, exactly. They, they just keep moving out the strap down and they're like, my shoulders aren't getting wider. That like wide? That. Yeah. That's where I'm the opposite because I have a, I have smaller cups, but I've got wider shoulders shoulders. so it's the uh, so I get the cutting (laughs) yeah or maybe that's why you were good at swimming in the first place yeah exactly um where my straps need to sit are wider than what my my cup size is so again it's it's playing with those two um variables and trying to find that balance point because if the strap tab is too close in the center front pulls away I've done it many mm. times. Yeah, mm. like it's you just go around in circles and then you move the strap tab out and then then it's falling off their shoulders, but the center mm. front is in and then so it's like what's going on here? Why isn't this working? Um yeah, so you can understand going around and around in circles. Yeah. How it works. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so and it small, needs to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um small increments are the way to go, which are which are hard, much harder to gauge when you're working with like a larger mass in general or a larger like size. Like what is a smaller, mm-hmm. you know, like you don't wanna you don't wanna be going millimeters and then like having to do way more work. You just wanna get yeah. it right. <laughs> I do, I do just want to get it right and just get yeah. it fitted. So what I had done, I had waited earlier on in the summer here for watermelons to go on sale. This is going to sound ridiculous, but um, I wasn't paying like $17 for. Was it that much? They were $10 here the other day. And I was like, last year they were seven and this year they're 10. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted like an, an, an ovoid shape watermelon, not the round ones because boobs are not round. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They're ovoid, like how they project. So not omega, but projected there's a difference mm-hmm. between yeah, yeah. the two and i think it gets t- the terms get tossed around a lot um so we can, I we can t- stop on that point for one sec we'll come back yeah. to melons in a second yeah. um i so they they do they get tossed around but i would argue that the pattern alterations are generally the same or i would like to hear your opinion if that's not what you yeah think. i well there's projection to wire size, right? Approximately. And usually your bottom cup depth, what's the ratio? Bottom cup depth to cross cup seam is times two plus up to two inches. Okay. I did not. I've never heard that one before. Um, usually um, anything more. And that then makes that's sense, where, though, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, anything more. And you get, you have to do that blending between upper cup, lower cup and the wire sizes difference mm-hmm. yeah um but an omega is like way small wire and then it goes out mm-hmm. it doesn't come straight back to the wall mm-hmm. so a watermelon I decided to I was like oh I'll just take this watermelon and I like measured on a wire size and it wasn't the biggest wire size I think it was a 54 wire I'm like oh I'm gonna keep it on the watermelon at about here (laughs) so like two-thirds of the watermelon so I had projection it didn't go in okay and then I took my cling not cling wrap but press and seal (laughs) and I started like paper mache okay gotcha my watermelon you know and and walked to the and then marked the wire Mm -hmm. and then I drew on cups seams to 
because I wanted to cut it apart and then have a look at what and get your the pattern was doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Because ultimately that's what's happening with a projected breast, mm. right? Like you can only compress it so much and then it goes out everywhere else. <laughs> right. Like volume yeah. is, vol- it's like Play-Doh, right? You yeah, squish yeah, it and it exactly. comes out of your fingers. Yeah. So I just wanted to kind of see what it looked like in a non-squishy material just to mm-hmm. see how proportionally because it's narrow right and you have to put the strap in the upper cup and how much do you need to dart it in compared to the the cross cup seam and mm-hmm. compared to the 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 bottom cup depth seam like how does that all interrelate so yeah then I cut and, it out and what and was the results uh, press and seal does not go flat after it's been curved like that. Yeah, so I I've had a problem even like with trying to figure, trying to do that with myself with my own bras. You know how mm-hmm. like they said like, oh, you want to change the seams? Just like draw the new seams on your bra and cut it out. And I'm like, well, it's not a flat piece of. It's not. It just didn't work out for me because I was like, it's not that. That doesn't make like when you cut it out, mm-hmm. you still have curves left on the pattern pieces. So you do. Um, whenever we've. Whenever I've changed out pattern lines, I've used foam because foam, you can kind of press it fat, flat and you can understand how it stretches for curves and then you kind of draw in extra curves when you're done. Um, I haven't 100% figured out how to take my line draft and then draft a seam slightly above the apex like a lot of ready-to-wear brands out there are. Mm-hmm. I haven't quite figured out how to do it without using foam. Foam is just quick and easy, I guess. Mm. Um, yes, but the the press and steel doesn't go flat. But at least you kind of have an idea of the shape of it. Of what the shape should look like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so it's... Yeah. Um, yeah, again, it's it's finding that starting point and then being able to pinch out and manipulate as much as best you can and then taking measurements from there yeah yeah that's Mm -hmm. the hard thing um about the hard like one of the hardest things about fitting Mm -hmm. on people and bras is soft breast tissue because like it can mold (laughs) it will like or like it's not necessarily the soft breast tissue it's figuring out those curves like exactly what how the Mm -hmm. curves need to look to achieve the shape that you're trying to achieve because because when you have soft breast tissue, it's just going to fill out to like whatever shape that you've drafted for. So I found that particularly like challenging to figure out the curves. What I find with um, softer tissue is that a Shelly style or that, you know, power bar, two piece lower cup fits really, really well. Um, anything where the seam is pulled above the apex. So you've got your, like your Ruby, your Josie, that sort of thing for really squishy, soft, you know, 70 year plus breast tissue. It doesn't do the same thing as it does on a, on younger, firmer, denser tissue, mm-hmm. especially in and then my like experience, fullness, like how much fullness there is on top as well. Like my breast tissue is very soft, but it's, um, I'm very full on top as well. Mm-hmm. So like I could see like if like so those like anything that has like um like you said the seam that goes over the over the um apex point is just that that upper cup is doing a lot more 
um, it has a lot more function in the bra than something that like has like stretch up there. Yes. Um, I don't, I don't that know if curve, that makes sense. The curve of the upper cup on a fuller, fuller breast on the top is much less because you have to wedge out the neckline. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, because yeah. you're fuller, let it be yeah. peck or um, just higher breast tissue. Or... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because that is one fit that I have issues with is the neckline. Yeah, is always just getting it just right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I have to be able to let it expand. And that's the same thing too. Like when you Frankenstein it, if you cut that, that's a functional, like it's it's functional. So when you cut it, it's not giving you the information. Like if you cut it and it opens up and it opens up like two inches, you're like, well, that it's supposed, like it's doing some work. It's holding something in there. So you don't need to apply that whole two inches, but you do need to apply some of it if it's cutting into the breast tissue on top. Yeah. The other thing too is then, it's like that it's the balance point between the center front of the wire and your and your strap tab right at the front. So I don't yes that that neckline seam plays a role but I guess depending on the style will depend where the strap tab sits and then the strap on the underarm will pull it up more than the neckline will. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah, like you said it depends on the style of the bra. Like you can have mm-hmm. a bra with no like it could just be like just um like that doesn't have that that depending on the style of the bra that upper cup doesn't necessarily need to do any function Mm -hmm. but like I'm looking at some of yours here Mm -hmm. like especially on um the the brown and and black one like you want to get that upper cup right because it's like it has like it's um it's holding the whole like the whole cup like it's 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 giving support from the top as well Mm mm-hmm yeah. Yeah. It's so beautiful. <laughs> yeah. She sent me the vi- like a quick video the morning that she got it. I was like, oh, yes. Like, this is why I do it. Yeah. 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 My alterations totally. are either going to work, either it was going to work and work beautifully, or it was going to be a complete disaster. That's kind of the way I think of it when I pop it in the mail. yeah (laughs) all right you've answered you've answered like all of my questions very beautifully today um I was super excited to talk to you do you have anything else Mm -hmm. like any any last words um that you want to talk about on the podcast before I let you get on with your day uh I don't think so I think I just yeah I just I guess Instagram's been my best um best place where I've had people contact me or learn about what I, I do. Um, I'm always willing to share, you know, what I've learned and that sort of thing, but it really, it does come down to spending time and just doing it and doing Mm. it over and over. And the other thing that I've learned as well is that a slight blip in even in body composition or water retention will change everything with fit. Mm. So um, hormones affect it. Um, salt intake affects it. I'm sure medication inf- affects it. Um, and what I've had to move away from now, the lady that I had, Karen, who I initially learned from was full bust, small frame. Um 
And I think for, for full bus, full frame or full bus, small frame, you need that durability and that, that structure. But for us that are, have a little bit less, I've really been experimenting with a little bit of give and stretch with fabric and um, everything doesn't need to be bolted in mm. on me. <laughs> mm. But then it's a secure feeling to have everything tight, you know, growing up as a competitive swimmer and wearing bathing suits that really fit a size six year old girl <laughs> and you're squeezing into it, you know, um, that tightness feeling is security, but um, it doesn't have to be that tight to give support. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, I guess it's just something that I've, I've come across and just trusted the process, I guess. And having, taking measurements, I guess, for the home sewers out there with your best fitting bra on may not be the starting size that you need to start with. Maybe you need to make three sizes and try them all on in combination and then go from there. Because sometimes you mean, um, messing... if you were sewing your own bra, like, mm -hmm. maybe, like don't just start with one, start with, start with three, like three sizes yeah. and like get a, a good yeah mm. and because trying to match your wire and then modify the wire line and then try and adjust the cups like I think I think you are messing you're going to skew a lot of things before you've even started yeah right because that's have that experience yeah and then yeah. your pattern and then you have this really weird looking pattern and you're like I, I don't know like where to go from here yeah. exactly why isn't it lining up and why is yeah. it pulling funny and things aren't because when I fit somebody I'm in the original pattern with their wire right so pop mm -hmm. it in and see how it feels see how it moves on your body because we aren't stationary we aren't mannequins and I try to have that come across on my Instagram page or if I post on Facebook that I'm fitting it's on real bodies because real bodies is what we yeah. wear it on um, anybody can be on a hard mannequin and make it look great, but then you put it on a body and you're like, oh, ew. yeah, yeah. Because not yeah, all absolutely. of us are yeah. hard and perky and <laughs> everything else, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. So, I know, I, yeah. and I um, I work in Clo3D now, and yeah, and that's what I always say. Like, it, you can get a starting point. You can get mm -hmm. like, and if you have an idea of what your pattern is supposed to look like, or you you can bring in a pattern that you know it's a, if it's a thirty four B and you can try it on this thirty four B avatar, and it, you will get some information. You will get a starting point, and then mm -hmm. at that point you can take it and then try it on a human body and see how the soft tissue affects it and what the actual root of this person looks like and. Um, mm -hmm. all the other things and how it moves. That's a huge part of it too, is, is how it moves, how, how you feel in it when you move and how the garment moves. Yeah. We're not stationary buildings. Exactly. Um, the other thing too, is, is that I remember doing my classes and you can go up a wire size and down a wire size within the same, same frame, same cup, same everything else. Yeah. You don't have to modify everything for yeah. It's when, three, yeah, three exactly. eighths of an you inch go, yeah exactly one or up over down <laughs> one wire size and I find that like like you were saying before even with um like 
how your body changes throughout a month. Like sometimes a 40 mm-hmm. wire is more comfortable for me and sometimes a 38 wire is more comfortable for me. So um, yes, that's just part of it. Um, and sometimes, so actually, yeah. So as you were saying that, I want to come um, back mm-hmm. to the the sports bras that you made for Maison, Maison Alexandra. Um, Madison, so, yeah. Sorry, Madison. Mad- yeah. Madison Alexandra. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know. It's like, where are we going? <laughs> French now? Not, yeah. Let's not close it off. <laughs> house, um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I was, I was, I was curious and I, know, I yeah. never got to ask this yet, but um, how did you approach? So they, it looks like they're all made out of duplex. They are. And so did you think about um, the function of the sport? Did you have to make a lot of modifications to make it functional as like a, because they're not compression bras, but they're what encapsulation bras. Is that how you would describe them? Her wired one is a typical wired sports bra. Mm-hmm. End of story. Like that, yeah. that was her pattern. Um, she liked having that additional strap tab section on the side. She liked. I can't remember if the top of that was power net or not. So I made her two and then we wound up changing the wire. I sent her down a wire and she needed a bigger wire. Yeah. Like she needed the next size wire up. And I said, I sent you down the wires. I want you to try them on, pop it in the bra. Cause we were talking about, she shows on her feet about pinpointing issues or um, pressure points on her bra. Mm. And we, we talked through that and I said, well, pop the wire in. It's either going to work or not. Like, let's give it a try. You have it. She put it in. She goes, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, yeah, yeah. And it felt so um, much better. That's right. The other one, the duplex one was a, not that it was out of the Chris, Christina Shin book, but that's where we started with an idea. It was like, oh, hey, look at this one. This is pretty cool. And coming from a background of uh, pedorthics and shoe fitting and shoe modification and that sort of thing. Everything in his running shoe is support for laces on how you tie it up. So after really what I did is I took her master pattern, put it all in foam and cut. That's what I did. Okay. And that's what, and then I just smoothed it out. Okay. So foam does curse. work yeah. for you then. Yeah. yeah. I haven't, like I said, I haven't had to her too, it, but I should give it a try. Give it a like, try. And that's um, cut and sew bra foam. Yeah. 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 Um, um, and so, um, yeah. so we use duoplex and so, so no modifications. So no, like to, to, to give her extra support so that she didn't have as much bounce in her bra. Um, mm-hmm. that's just a standard bra made in duoplex. Like, I feel like I would want to like, like make the bra a little bit smaller or, you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Like more, yeah. like maybe change the curves so that there it's, it gives you a little more like hold. So with that one, believe it or not, is I used her original pattern of the bra that was too small in her okay. post because okay. she's like, I got bigger. And I used that pattern for that because initially when we did it, we did it out of, um, uh, what do you call it? Scuba. Okay. Scuba and I, did I line it with power net? I can't even remember. Um, and it was way too big. Like mm. it, it went on her and it just didn't hold everything in. She prefers something a bit snugger. So I um, was like, screw this. I'm going to try it in duoplex. Um, the only thing that... Interesting. Yeah. Um, on, So I did it compressive, but it's also higher. It comes up higher on her chest. Okay. Um, and then when the... It was brilliant because the crossover pieces actually prevent bounce at the top, just like shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she wanted extra wide straps because she was recovering from a neck injury, which I was 
coaching her through as well. Um, but I don't know. It just, I finished it. And then I had a dream and I'm like, man, I, I think I just checked up all, all the boxes on here unknowingly. Yeah, yeah, you definitely um, did. You definitely did. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how many, you know, I was asked if I was going to bring out a pattern like this. I don't even know where to start with something like that. Um, mm. Just because I don't know the sizes that would be, be available. I need to make me one for starters. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just, it just happened to work. I've done sports bras for other people. I've used um, the Ingrid. I've made my mom an Ingrid for skiing. Um, and then I've just taken their wired patterns and just like Beverly's blog says, you know, to give it a little bit more underarm coverage, a little bit higher at the neckline. Okay. Um, that sort of thing. And then I just tacked in her case, I just tacked the wires in on this other client and then she just had extra fabric with elastic on the top. Um, and she does everything with it. So it's just that whole, and I don't want to say encapsulation, but you've just got everything on the right side of the band, I guess. Mm. Um, yeah. But everything looks amazing on Madison. <laughs> yeah, true, <laughs> she does true. a very good job yeah, modeling yeah. it, but I'm glad that she, um, it fits and it's still allowing her to do what she loves to do and not have to feel like things are literally jumping out the top or the exactly. bottom yeah, or the sides. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it maybe maybe it's the duoplex that's like the key. It's magical. One of the main keys to like a good sports bra. Yeah, and I think using it in the right places, maybe mm. with the right direction of stretch, um, mm -hmm. it just it just worked. Um, yeah, I guess it depends on how much compression you want. Mm. Right. And I, yeah. I liked it cause it was, it was separated, but it was fat. I thought it was a little bit fashionable. Like the style lines on it are really nice. Mm -hmm. It's not yeah. your typical um, sport. Let's call it sports bra pattern from the last 35 years. Yeah, exactly. Oh no, yeah. It's definitely modern looking. It doesn't look, yeah, it looks modern as opposed to, um, yeah, like if you if you look up underwired sports bras, they're just so like heavy. There's just so much to them. And this looks like it's doing it's doing the work in a minimal way. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? <laughs> I've done like other sports bras that I've done, I've lined it with um that wickable fabric on the mm -hmm. underboob part so that yeah. stuff can wick away. Um not that what's different about Madison is like when people come to me and they know what they don't want it's a good starting point. Madison has had the opportunity to try on a lot of different sizes and a lot of different brands and a lot of different styles. So she knew exactly what was going on. Like she mm -hmm. would send me pictures as well. Um, she's at the bra and she's literally, or at the gym and she's cutting her bra because it's <laughs> cutting in because it's so tight. And then she's yeah. realizing it's totally affecting how things are supposed to be supporting. And right. it, was, it was quite an interesting journey that she's gone on to um, realizing how things all work. But um, the engineering of a bra, yeah. like, it's a whole story in and of it itself. It is. It <laughs> is. And I think we all have our own I want to say our own style, our own way of doing it, or our own grading process. And 
yeah, I that yeah. I was just lucky enough to start, I guess, at the beginning and and start with a custom draft that just fit. Yeah, yeah, you were lucky to start from a good from a good <laughs> place. Yeah, not a, like the if you when you look at the Facebook groups, like so many people are like. I've made myself five gazillion bras now and not one of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's hard. It's, it's hard to do. Like if you don't, if you, if you don't find a good, a good starting place, it's very hard to get yourself to a place where you find a good bra because it's hard to, it's hard to find somebody like who really knows how to draft a bra mm -hmm. and it, it's hard to find like, you know, it can be expensive. Like it, it can be an expensive hobby. So it is. I have yet to go to the local bra shops here in my oh, yeah. city. Yeah, yeah. And actually, I've looked online to see how much things are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I've never actually gone in. I had gone once after I'd finished breastfeeding my son uh, like 10 years ago. And I was absolutely disgusted with the service and the fit that she oh, gave really? me. Yeah, um, yeah. She gave me one bra with a flexible wire in it and another bra with a firm wire in it. The exact same bra, the exact same size. Oh yeah. Um, it was it was the most bizarre thing. And then she couldn't tell me why. Like she she didn't understand. Mm. I hadn't even started this journey yet. And I was like, oh my God. Like I'll just go back to my literally my Victoria's Secret that I sewed in a extra like I preferred the sling for breastfeeding. And I got mm like took clips off of an old bra and put them on my <laughs> or Le on Rose or whatever and 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 just made it work until <laughs> I couldn't do it anymore. Yeah, so yeah. um yeah, I yeah, it was interesting. Um because I was taking my bra making courses with other ladies that were fuller figured, fuller busted in the amount of discomfort and money that they'd spent on ready to wear even my mother-in-law's experience at a shop here in the city was not um positive mm. so yeah yeah I wonder if it's lack of knowledge like when you just think like when you just hire somebody to sell bras like it's it takes I feel like it takes a lot of work and experience to understand how a bra is supposed to fit and so if you get trained up in like a week on how to do it you're just not just not there they're just there for sales and not not necessarily to actually I think I think it's like shoe fitting too like you have each each um company has their own starting point or in, in the shoe company shoe world it's a last so the more the I want to say the diff, the more of different brands you have available then you know you start to learn how certain brands fit certain structures or mm -hmm. yeah. shapes Right. And then it's knowing, I guess, which one to put them with. But if they don't have something to fit you, but don't know where to refer you, that's between you and the store, I want to say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what I know, you decide I, uh, to do. I went to one a lot when after I was done breastfeeding or maybe it was like, yeah, towards the end. Mm -hmm. And I, I, she was great, though, because she was like, I they didn't have anything that fit me. And in the end, she was like, yep, nothing works for you. <laughs> like, we couldn't find anything. And she was like, yeah, we just can't find anything. Like, and we left yeah. it at that. Yeah. I've also had ladies that I've done my bra making course with, even just switching out the wire in their mm -hmm. current bra to yeah. your wire that fits you better and you know is more comfortable, mm -hmm. changes the whole way the bra fits. Yeah. 
Uh, for so. me, that's the problem is that they're my, my breasts are more projected. And so just for mm -hmm. like, for most size, for most brands, the mm -hmm. wire that fits me, um, does not match the volume that the mm -hmm. cup is designed for. So that would probably work now. Um, I just buy, I just make my own bras now. <laughs> yes. But for lots of people to do with that anymore. Yeah. That's their problem. Um, I had met online with another lady where she was trying to get a cup to fit her size and her wire is literally kissing her scapula up and under her armpit. Mm -hmm. Like how, how have they not picked up on this? Yeah. Like just yeah, because exactly. they go, they grow out of your body doesn't mean that the, the surface area that they're growing from is bigger. Exactly. You're not growing, <laughs> you're not growing taller and wider as you grow. Like it's you're just, just this area. It's that's very right. Specific. And it's so yeah. specific for every woman. Like, I don't think I'm indicative of like what every other person that has a similar volume to me, they're not going to have their, they, why would they have the same root size as me? Why, why would they, why would their chest be like the same width as mine? You know, like it's, mm -hmm. it's just, it's just, there's, it, there's so many variables like in this part of our body. I'm finding, you know, if I ever decide to do pattern, um, once I get into seeing more, um, an observation of bottom cup depth to wire size to band size, then yeah, maybe I will start playing around with a pattern because I'm starting mm -hmm. to see a, a trend between the size, like very similar size of cup band and wire. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that, that maybe could be something in the future that if I decide to wander down that, that pathway to help those um in that yeah and especially this range yeah the mm -hmm. sports bra that you made for madison like there's not <laughs> there's not really like a, a pattern on the market that's like an underwire sports bra you know what i mean like you can modify there's probably patterns that you can modify but mm -hmm. um like even like the shape that she gets from it it's it's not like there's she's not super projected like it's a sports bra <laughs> like she's got like the shape of her bust is is there still mm -hmm. without compression but without too much projection either it just looks right it when anything fits it just looks right True. right when the lines yeah, line yeah. up and everything yeah. else um well as you know madison's um which i think she's i just got a thing that i think my um my bra doing? was no, no, no. Oh, My bra, the bra that I wrote, I made in to the other lady. I think she just posted it, but I'm not too sure. Ooh, um, ooh. I know. <laughs> um, the, uh, I think, well, in, in Madison's case, her, her rib cage is the same as a thigh. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's little. And, and um, so, her, of course, she looks way more projected, but it's not, it's not that big. Do you know what I mean? Mm, but it's just the ratio yeah. between under bust to full bust yeah. is, um, is this, is that so mm -hmm. yeah. And she's also tall. People don't mm. realize it. Was she five, eight, five, ten? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She's super tall. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it depends. Yeah. It's so hard to judge when you don't have anything to judge it beside, I guess, or compare it to. Right. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. But then you had the other one, the brown one. That's, mm -hmm. um, you know, that's amazing as well. Mm -hmm. So she's, 
because I don't really know bra sizes. It's just a letter and number to me. I have no, it's like weighing yourself in kilograms. Like you've got mm-hmm. no concept of <laughs> mm-hmm. how much it actually weighs. So um, I think the brown and black one, I think that was a 6.25 or a 6.5 bottom cup depth. So you can have a an understanding of how big that is. Mm-hmm. Um, size-wise, um, I don't know what it is. Well, I don't know. I don't know why I came yeah. said talked about that. That my my point with with yeah. bringing up the brown one is that like you um you fit Madison really well, but you also fit the brown one yeah. really well, and they're they're two very different cup sizes. But um, I was gonna say about like yeah. the when I was saying like Madison's look so good as a sports bra is that like the the seams on your bra can have different functions, right? Like sometimes you want like the most amount of like push forward and like lift that you can get and it's not necessarily um so different different styles of bras and the different seam lines that mm-hmm. you create can have different functions like i even mm-hmm. like uh like i found like i my i have i have bras made out of um tool just like two layers yeah. of tool and i find that that's like enough compression for like if if it's if i don't have like an external power bar that's like pushing me forward a lot and just like kind of letting my boobs be there I get enough compression just with two layers of tool then um so my point is like those seam lines do a lot of work depending on how how they're designed they do and I think the seam lines too because they line up with where the curves need to be it makes it a little bit more effective yeah yeah, or where right. you want them, or how you yeah. want them to to like, especially like I was saying with like a softer, with softer tissue, because your your mm-hmm. your bust will just conform to the shape that yeah the bra wants to give it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're just trying to corral it all in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Christine, yeah. I've taken up so much of your time. Thank you very oh, much okay. for coming on with yeah. me. Um, I always conclude the podcast with what's your favorite part of the job and what's your least favorite part of the job? Uh-huh. I'll start with my least favorite part of the job is sewing on that charm at the end. <laughs> I love it because I hate it. I never put that that in the bows. Like I just I'm not about that. Yep. When I sew my sisters, she's like, leave them off. I have what I want to sew on them when I get when yeah, I get yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, you hand do you hand sew it on? Yeah, I usually just never do. Uh, if it's a charm, I hand sew it. But if it's a bow, I run it under the machine. Okay. I try to put it above the wires, and then so the wires don't get it. But and some people just like in The Incredibles, where she says no cape. Um, <laughs> my mother-in-law says no bows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then. The best part of the job, I think it's when you've got something finished and the smile on their face and the relief that they get is why I do it. Mm. I know that's bad because it's an external motivation thing, but it's letting them know that there's something else out there. Like my previous post with um, a former coworker who had a double mastectomy. And so I had made her the bralette to put her foobies in that's what she calls her fake boobies mm-hmm. her prosthesis yeah and when she put it on and put a shirt on both of us almost cried because she's like oh my god I I look normal again mm-hmm. so this looks so different so I think that's got to be my favorite part of the job I do enjoy sewing I'm very much an introvert that way um 
But another part that I would say that I probably, I don't know, it's sometimes the fitting can be frustrating Hmm. or can I do it? That's the other thing. Yeah. I want to help everybody and I don't know if I can. Hmm. Like, where do you draw the line for service? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, but I think, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Sewing on the charm. That's got to be the worst part of the job. (laughs) um yeah you said you said that it was an external motivation to see like the happiness like when the the joy that you bring to people but um I would argue that it's we started off early on in this conversation talking about how like the reason like you know the various threads throughout Mm -hmm. your life bring you to a place where you want to help people and and you know and so you're intri- you're intrinsically motivated to help other people and so you're getting the satisfaction out of that as well mm-hmm. yes and get them out of pain right pain yeah. and discomfort that's yeah. the thing it's like a bad pair of shoes and an ill-fitting bra i don't yeah. think there could be anything worse yeah true true because like <laughs> yeah they they're just like they're like causing you discomfort so mm-hmm. if you can get them into a place where you don't feel them that's amazing mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Yes. Just like I had read one of the groups had let a man transitioning into a woman into the group and he, she um, was making bras and they had posted that they had no idea how torturous these mm-hmm. devices were mm-hmm. and how women put up with it. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was very well put. Mm-hmm. I know I've been looking I've been like actively looking for female role models like in the business sphere because there's just like it's so male dominated and this particular aspect like bra fitting um, like I, I, I wish I could like find female leaders and, and they're out there like I'm not saying that, mm-hmm. they, that they don't exist but a lot of the companies um, are owned by males making decisions that are that benefit the bottom line and not necessarily like the women wearing these products. Yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. Cause I haven't, like I said, I haven't ventured out. I am not well-versed in brands and sizes and yeah. shapes and stuff out there. I have yeah. stayed in my own little cubby hole of measuring and drafting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Triumph is triumph is a women led, a female led company. So, and I think understands too being in Vancouver, in Vancouver. I think you're right as well about that. Um, and no, Kate is. I'm sure it's my ignorance. Like I'm sure there's tons. There's tons out there. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the big, like the big corporations. But yeah, let's say the the slightly smaller ones. Yeah, the more midsize. Yeah. Because it's us yeah, that have to start own. it. Yeah, exactly. We're the we're the ones that are identifying the problems. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right, Christine. Awesome. Thank yes. you very much for your time You're today. Welcome. I really appreciate it. All right. You have a great, great weekend. You too. Take care. Okay. Bye.